Welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host, George Evian. We are on to episode 29. Really appreciate all the support that everybody has given to us. Um, and it's been very meaningful as we have built this um, second podcast up of what we've been able to do. We have an old podcast called uh, Leading from the Arch. You'll also be able to find this content there. And then obviously with the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast, you'll be able to find that as well on Spotify and Apple and Google and wherever else you consume podcast uh, content. But really appreciate it. It's been a little bit since we put a lesson out, but we have been busy. What we are working on right now is a, a course, an online course um, that we will be putting out there in the next couple of weeks. It is from the court to the boardroom, 15 leadership lessons uh, from Dead 3 Coaching and Leadership Development. Um, you'll be able to get those from the Dead 3 Coaching website as well. So if you go to Google and search for that, or if you go to our show notes, there'll be a dead3coaching.mykajabi.com. We are working to make that a more friendly user uh, URL for you to remember. Um, it will wind up being dead3coaching.com here shortly. But right now it's not. But uh, just go to the show notes. You'll be able to get everything you need there uh, in the show notes here. But we're building an online curriculum, an online academy, an online community of, you know, coaches and leaders and team developers and agile software, uh, stuff like that, that you're going to be able to find. So really appreciate you listening to the podcast. That's where we've been. We are almost halfway through with this curriculum, which you're going to be able to get, you know, every video, there's 15 videos, 15 leadership lessons from the court to the boardroom. Um, and each lesson is about 30 to 45 minutes long. So you can imagine the, the content that you're getting. There's 15 lessons that have to do with team developing and how to communicate and how to cry in your last game and be that committed and that bought in and have that level of ownership in the product and services and the teams that you're developing. And then on top of that, you're going to get more content, hopefully from those lessons, those, uh, sessions than any other session that you've ever purchased or been a part of. You're going to get show notes and quotes and outlines and blogs and note cards and handwritten notes. You're going to get all sorts of content that I don't believe you'll be able to get anywhere else. And we're just going to continue to refine and improve everything we're doing with our curriculum. So that's coming soon. So uh, for those that support me and the podcast and the business and the content that we're creating, we're going to another level with that. But please hit awesome. So the Dead 3 Coaching website, again, the link is in the show notes. We are creating so much content for you all and consuming so much content and putting that in, in, a, in a consumable way for everybody. And a lot of that is, uh, much of that is uh, going to be on our website for you to download and see and, uh, and take for your teams and all that. So um, we're going to get going here with our... Um, you know, with this podcast, I want to make sure that we are putting out a podcast a week or so on top of the content that we are creating. So a lot of our time is spent, you know, nights and weekends of creating this content and all that. But there was a story I, I got asked to speak for a company this past week, and um, it was a great opportunity, a great experience. We talked about, you know, four or five things. Um, we talked about belief. We talked about values. We talked about standards. We talked about being the best ever. Um, we talked about, you know, how to build that team uh, so we can become the best ever. Um, and, and we really hit on a number of things. The one thing I want to start with is just um, the belief that we need to have. 
And this was the talk that we gave last week that we're actually giving again this week. Um, there's, no, there's nothing greater. And I forget where I saw it this week, but it really resonated with the things that we spoke to this company about. And it was their leadership team. And um, it was really a great opportunity for me to, to, to sit in front of this elite organization here in St. Louis um, and be invited out twice to talk to this group. Um, and it was just absolutely a, a great at bat for me to really just try to connect with and kind of give this, you know, this juice, this energy uh, to, to this group of people about, you know, how great they are, but they're capable of more and better. And they need to have strategies in place. They need to be able to uh, take, you know, feedback and what it takes to give feedback, what it takes to receive good feedback and all that. But at the end of the day, what it started with and what I really believe and what the message is of that talk really boils down to the belief that we should have for one another to do great things. But it really always boils down to the belief that we have for ourselves, in ourselves. And it is business and it is team related and it is being a participant in an organization and a team and a product and an industry where you want to be the best ever and how you can create that mindset. But you, the phrase that I started with, and it is stolen from Ed Milet, is where I heard it first, is you will never outperform what you feel you are worth. And if you don't think you're worth anything, then you'll never outperform that. You'll never get to another level of greatness if you feel like you aren't worth anything. And the examples I give and gave in this talk were this. Well, this podcast, it used to be called something else. Um, it used to be called Out from the Cube. It used to be called uh, Leading from the Arch. You can still find it on those platforms under those names. And I remember during the pandemic, the podcast really was going. I think I was putting out three a week. We were getting all these guests in. I was reaching out to people on LinkedIn, sending these you know, form notes to, to get them to be a part of it. And the response I was getting was just every single day and the people were following up and it was just really rolling. And then I, you know, I get, I get a gentleman named, I, I get two big time guests and, and Alan Stein and a David Meltzer and David Meltzer and Alan Stein are just two huge players in this space of leadership and coaching and content and lead and team dynamics and personal development. Like those two guys are no joke and they were amazing. And Alan Stein's been on the podcast twice. And during the pandemic, David Meltzer came on for 30 minutes and talked with me. And he's a, a hundred million dollar guy. And, and all of a sudden I'm hearing from these amazing people that wanted to be on this podcast. And then it stopped. And then I stopped. And I remember it just went stagnant for a while. And I stopped getting guests on. I stopped getting that caliber of a guest on. I stopped reaching out to that caliber of guests to get them to come on. And it just kind of dried up. And I remember my wife saying to me, she said, what's interesting about you, she didn't use these exact words, but what I took, she, what she said was, hey, what's interesting about you is you go full bore and you get all this stuff going, but then at some point you stop right when you're on the cusp, right on the brink, right on the line of being great, even though, you know, I think we're doing great things, but that next level of greatness, like right when you're about to be really successful, you stop. And so we talked about that at the, um, 
you know, when I was talking with that group, because maybe it boils down to, man, let me, you, you have all these built-in excuses for not being great. Okay, I did this. There's all this other stuff that I could do. There's all this other levels of greatness I can get to. There's more guests I can get. There's more, uh, you know, more knowledge. There's, you know, we could get this podcast to a whole nother level. But man, like, why, why do we stop? I'm not worth it. It's not, a podcast isn't good enough. I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I'm not resourceful enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not, uh, you know, rich enough. I didn't go to the right, uh, all these reasons, right? And then the other thing is, I guess I'm just kind of indicting myself on a lot of this, but then, you know, I go give this talk and my friend who organized it and set it up is a friend of mine, works for this company, Keeley Construction. It was awesome. And he consumes this podcast and my notes and some of the content that I have on LinkedIn unbelievable person. And he says, Hey, I'm going to bring you in to talk to my, my company, my teams. And I'm like, you know, now this is real. Like there are, there are things I want to do in life. There are things I want to do with this dead three coaching and leadership development. There are definitely things I want to do and we're doing it. And we're trying to take those steps. We're trying to get out of our comfort zone. And that made it real. Like, Hey, you're going to go do this. You are going to do this. I am not saying I am not accepting your no as what he essentially said. And he says all these great things, but immediately when he asks those questions, I start suggesting and recommending other people. Hey, I appreciate it, Rob. This is a great opportunity. You even thinking about me. That's awesome. You know, I really appreciate it, but you know, like, Hey, I'm just getting going. And, you know, I think this other person that's a St. Louis guy is really good and probably on your level and more what you might be looking for. And he's like, no, no, I want you, we want you, and you're going to do it. And it's circles back to you're only going to do and accomplish and achieve and succeed at the level you think you are worth. So if you're sitting there thinking you're not wor worth speaking in front of this group or having this caliber of guest on a podcast or getting that sale or getting that client or chasing the industry leader, if you are somebody that's chasing a Google or an Apple or a Facebook or an Uber or an Amazon. And you start immediately spouting off 20 reasons why you can't do it. It's because you don't feel you're worth it. As opposed to, I'm not there now. I can do it. I will do it. I am resourceful enough. I am looking for opportunities. I am going to grind it. And I just need those at bats in order to get to that level because I'm worth that. And I'm good enough. I'm good enough. Instead of in my notes, looking at them this morning of I'm not playing small anymore. We're not going to play small. And the reason you play small and the reason why you don't achieve the things you want to achieve is because you don't feel you're worthy of that level. So you want to stay in your little box, your little comfort zone, and you don't want to end up getting out of that because you don't feel you're worth it. Or when you get to that line, you feel like if you stretch yourself, there's all that I'm going to get made fun of. I'm not good enough. I'll fail. People will laugh at me, et cetera, right? As opposed to it doesn't matter anymore. I'm 50. I'm rolling. We're going for it. But it starts with like you're either that elite where you just think you're worth all that. And I acknowledge, I would recognize, acknowledge, and celebrate that if that's you. On the other end of it, Maybe you need that person to believe in you. So it boils down to the leadership, 
you have in you as somebody on the outside or the leader you are for the teams that you are building and the conversations you have. So if you are sitting there wanting to take your company and your teams and your people to their next level of greatness, one is if they aren't going to be at that level of feeling they are worthy of all this, then maybe it comes from you because I gave that talk last week and I enjoyed it as much as anything I've done because I just really enjoy doing that. Do you get nervous? Do you beat yourself up? Do you give yourself the retrospective? Do you uh, sit there and try to figure out if you were good enough and how you can get better? And then you sit there and may get embarrassed. I do, but I enjoyed that. And then the feedback you get from whomever about how it went, what you were doing, how it can be better, how to hammer home different messages and all that. But at the end of the day, I got that because somebody believed in me enough to say, you're doing it is essentially what he said. You are doing it. You are my guy. I don't need anybody else. You're the best I've heard. You're exactly what we need. And you are the right person at the right time for the right job to do it. And so you do it. So now I'm out of my comfort zone. I feel like I'm worthy of it because I did it. Now I'm looking for it more. Now I'm hunting for it. And now I'm ready for more opportunities like that. All because one person, one friend, one leader, one guy that cares about his company says, no, no, no. I don't want anybody else. I want you. So as a leader for your company, What are you doing to figure out how you can get your people to the next level? And the number one thing that is top of mind for me this week, and as I start my week, without question, is to get those people to believe in themselves and give them opportunities to show that they are worthy of that responsibility and that challenge. You have to sit there and say, no, 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 no. You're going to do this and you're going to be awesome at it. Because you want to do it. You're good enough. You're talented enough. You're smart enough. You're articulate enough. You're resourceful enough. You're organized. You're planning. You're a great speaker, whatever it is. And to get those people moving because not everybody, people are just going to sit and tread water like I do. And we've got to be people and leaders that say, no, you are. If you're not sitting around And really thinking about how you are capable of more and better. Capable of more and better. If you're not thinking that, then maybe it takes that leader, the person that is directing you, that is leading you at work to sit there and say, hey, you may not think you're capable of more or better, but I certainly do. And do you want it? Do you feel that if you did these things, Do you feel you're capable of more better? Do you think, what goals do you have? What aspirations do you have? What do you want to be doing in five years? What do you want to be doing in 20 years if you're young and just getting going? How can I contribute to that? How can I make sure that I believe in you? There's, And how can I make sure that you know that I believe in you, that we believe in you, and that you are supported? The nice thing about that is I went and gave that talk. and. Had somebody believe in me to schedule it, set it up, not let me back out. Had me learning to, you know, prepare better, think clearer, 
you know, and there's a million things in that talk I could have done better. And I enjoyed it and thought I did a decent job, but clearly more I can do to be better. And you just keep getting at bats. The thing I was going to lead with today is think about this. This is the analogy I give young athletes when I work with them for the first time. Uh, and they're, if they're younger athletes, and I'm sure I've shared this with other uh, podcasts that we have, but I remember when my kids were just getting going with basketball and they were five or six years old and other families brought their kids to me to work with them. And we were doing YMCA ball. When we were doing YMCA ball, I sat all those kids down in a circle and my kids can still remember this. And I had them all take their, untie their shoes and take their shoes off or just, yeah, untie their shoes, let's say. And then I said, these are six-year-olds just getting going. Kinder, first grade, YMCA ball. And I said, I need you to close your eyes and tie your shoes. So they would all close their eyes, these six-year-olds, and their shoes would be untied. And then I would time them to see who could finish first and tying their shoes with their eyes closed. And then we got it down to like the last two or whatever it is, but everybody could do it. And then I remember looking at him and saying, you all are experts, absolute experts at six years old in tying your shoes. So much so that you can close your eyes to actually do it. So it's the things we say are, hey, your family, your parents knew how to do it. They knew how to do it. They demanded that you learn how to do it. They didn't let you quit. They taught you the best way to do it. They believed that you could do it. And every single day they gave you the reps to do it. So how were you the first time at three or four years old in tying your shoes? Oh, we were horrible. And they laughed and we couldn't do it. You couldn't even do it with your eyes open, with instruction. But you got it every day. Somebody believed in you that you could do it. So you took this very complicated task at four years old, and now you're an expert at six, so much so that you can do it blindfolded in under 10 seconds. So you've mastered it. Somebody believed in you. Somebody knew what they were doing. Somebody encouraged you. Somebody coached you. Somebody knew what they were doing. Somebody didn't let you quit. All that. It's the same thing of my buddy saying, you're my guy. You can do it. You have a great message. You can inspire and, and try to get some, of some, if not all, the goal is all, trying to connect with one though, to the next level. So that really, you know, it's that, it's creating those opportunities for yourself. So the next time, the next time, hey, it was just okay in my eyes, can be a lot better. One more rep, one more rep, one more rep, one more person to believe in me. So you will never outperform and get to a level of success that exceeds what you feel you are worth. And I told this to a, a group I was speaking with of athletes a few weeks ago. I said, I've got two young boys that mean the world to me and my daughter. And I want them to be educated, respectful, and hardworking. That's what I'm driven towards. Be respectful, be hardworking, be educated. Then clear the limiting beliefs out of your mind. Don't let yourself, I don't want my children, I don't want my children to 
ever say they can't. They're not capable. This is good enough. I want them to say, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I can, I can, I can. What's next? I can. Watch me. Get out of the way. I'm driven. There's another level to me. I can do it. Come with me. Like all those phrases. I don't want my children, sons and a daughter, to ever sit there and say, I can't. This is good enough. I don't have those. Those people are better than me. I don't want them to have the limiting beliefs that Tony Robbins talks about to stop them from being great. And so that's, that's kind of like, you know, period, end of statement. But why do we then allow our professional teams to have that same mindset of I can't? If I'm trying to eliminate, hey, let's be hardworking. Let's live these values of hardworking, continuous learning, um, hard work, being respectful to one another. One of the values of the company I was talking about is respect and people and pride in what you have and integrity. Like those are all like really deeply rooted values for a person, respect and integrity and caring about people and taking pride in the work that you do and all that sort of stuff and being empowered to make decisions and to be great. And we want all that for our children, but we don't, and and we don't let our children settle for anything other than that. But when we go to the professional office, we don't have that same mindset to like, Hey, you're going to, you are the, like, these are the things that are us pride and people and respect and integrity and, um, empowerment and discipline, right? Those are the values of the company I talked at. You have all that. But we let people have negative beliefs that they can't be great. No. One, I hope that we recruit, retain, develop, care for the people that truly want to be great and want to get to the next level, that want to be significant, that want to contribute, that want to build great products, that understand their purpose and in the contribution to a product that we're building. You want all that. Hopefully you have those people. Hopefully you don't have the people that just say, this is my job. It's not my career. I don't really care that much. I want the paycheck every two weeks. Get the elite guys and gals that want to be elite want to do great things. And then make sure you don't, you make sure as a leader that you're building their self-worth, that they leave there every day. Imagine if you could leave your people every day where they feel like they can and will and do anything that is asked of them and that they are fully living that continuous improvement every single day, personally in their lives while at work, what type of people they will be at home with their family. Build that type of environment. All I know is that working for him or her, I get better every day. I'm challenged every day. That person believes in me. Because I work, because I'm paying my dues, because I'm sacrificing, because I'm a team guy, because I serve, because I take pride in what I do. That person believes in me. That I can do these other things. So that was uh, the things that are really top of mind today as we build this podcast episode up, get this out to you here. It's really like, I'll tell you what, building a team and getting people that they can believe they can do anything. It's the Ted Lasso thing. First thing Ted Lasso did 
in episode one when he got to the locker room of the soccer team that he was working for. Uh, hopefully, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, you need to. But it is. And he put that sign up there that says believe. You know, believe in what? He's got to identify and carve that out. But it's also that, hey, I'm going to believe in you. And this is going to be a locker room. This is going to be a boardroom. This is going to be, you know, a field, a court, a sales room. It's a, 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 a shoe sales plate, whatever. This is going to be a place built on belief in ourselves, in one another, and in our product, in our industry, and our vision of where we're going. And that's exactly what we talked about with this Keeley company, Keeley Construction Company in St. Louis last week. It starts with belief. And if you don't have that, there's nothing more powerful than having a leadership team that 100% believes in you and knows that you have greatness in you. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Remember that you can go into the show notes. There's dead3coaching.mykajabi.com. It's a weird URL for right now, but it's going to be in the show notes. Please click that. Head over for as much free content as possible. This uh, this podcast is on there as well. You'll have links to that. Um, and remember, we are building out a leadership curriculum, 15 leadership lessons from the court to the boardroom from dead three coaching and leadership development. We are super excited about that content. I'm excited about the videos we're creating, but more so I'm excited about all the content from those videos in terms of PDFs and images and quotes and questions and answers and action items. We are doing so much to equip you because we believe in you and I believe in myself and I'm building up my own self-worth through everything that we're doing and all the content we're creating. It gets me more excited about what we're doing and how we're doing it and what we're able to provide for you so you can be great as well. Please reach out to me if you have any questions. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. That is the best way. And you'll have those links in the show notes as well. Have a great, great week. Thank you.